welcome to Hot Take, a subsidiary of Pop Salsa, where we review films, TV shows, and other things that catch our fancy. I'm your host, Ernesto, and I'm accompanied with my other host, co-host. Sure, co-host. <laughs> I mean, I always say good friend, but <laughs> I guess, I guess, I guess we, we know what the dynamic of the relationship is. What a so. great way to start. <laughs> this is our first episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, happy 2022. 2022. It sounds Ooh. so dystopian, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, like we're both products of the early nineties. Yeah. And you ever would have imagined being like twenty twenty? No. Twenty twenty two. Even Back that. to the Future was yeah. what two thousand fifteen. Was fifteen? Was yeah, it really? That was seven years ago. Oh my gosh, we're in the future. Where's our flying cars? And, uh, uh, it died the dreams of dreams. <laughs> <laughs> died, died along with the dreams of. Every other living <laughs> millennial born in the 1990s. <laughs> right? Oh, goodness. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about two show, three shows. Oh, one show and two movies. One show, two movies. One show and two movies and a half. Two, <laughs> yeah, sure. But, was, yeah. So we're going to talk about Hawkeye. This is going to be a spoiler, spoiler review. So if you haven't seen any of the shows, feel free to skip. I suppose skip a little bit. Skip ahead. the episode. Yeah, it's good. I was gonna say <laughs> no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> well, the the show's been done for what three weeks now. Yeah, if you haven't watched it by now, then what's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So Can't we're gonna talk about <laughs> we're gonna talk about Hawkeye, uh, the post End Game show. Uh, we're gonna talk about Spider Man No Way Home. If you haven't seen it, I don't know how or how you have I mean, made everybody's it. Hasn't it made like five hundred million dollars? Yeah, like in like fourteen weeks. Yeah, yeah that's all. That's four cool. weeks. Four weeks. Yeah, or not fourteen. Oh, was it? Oh no, yeah. four weeks. Oh goodness, <laughs> four weeks. <laughs> and we're gonna be talking about the critically acclaimed sequel of Why, Matrix Resurrections. Oh my God! Why? <laughs> exactly. I mean, you just put it out there. Why? <laughs> But okay, so Hawkeye. It's about six episodes. It's on Disney Plus, and it's a show that follows post Endgame, mm-hmm. and it follows Hawkeye obviously, and he finds a someone who actually dons his uh, his Ronin outfit that he was using in case you didn't watch the movie. He was using to kill people Which for came five out years, three years ago. Right? Oh, <laughs> gosh, it's been so long. It has like the whole dynamic of well, not the dynamic, but the layout of the MCU, like the original Infinity Saga, twenty two mm-hmm. movies. It's been gone. It's been done for like. Yeah, three years. <laughs> three years, right, right. And it, oh goodness, yeah. it just shows you like that nothing stops the slow march of time. Think <laughs> <laughs> of no march of time. It's Hawkeye. Yeah. Well, I, we didn't really expect a TV show to be based on that character. No, but it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the lesser Avengers, I guess you you could call him. Yeah. Like, although they kind of made him in some of the movies like the pivotal, like the anchor. Right. Yeah. In uh, was it? Uh, Age of Ultron, Age of Ultron yeah. right? Like, we have a family. Like, when did you have family and all that stuff? You got laid? What? <laughs> you have three kids? Like, excuse me? Well, what'd you think? What'd you um, think of the entirety of it? The, the entire, it was cool. fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched it uh, on Christmas. You know, Christmas 2021. Seems like so long ago. Oh, yeah. Um, and I liked the, the ambiance of the show. You know, it was based around uh, the, win- the, the, the holiday times. And it was set where he, the blip, Came, was over and everybody who was blipped away came back yeah. so he wanted to spend time with his kids as one would do you know Yeah. and that kind of also helped put me in the Christmas mood because honestly like once you're an adult Christmas is just another day yeah right Christmas is every day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well Christmas is every day if you have money right. <laughs> yeah I, uh, I I agree I love I like Jeremy Renner yeah. I don't know if he I don't can't tell if he's dialing it in I mean the only person I've seen dial it in was like Marlon Brando 
mm-hmm. and you can tell that phoning he, it in, right? Phoning it <laughs> in, right? And I feel like he uh, he likes his character. I mean, with Hawkeye, especially it's something as grounded as this. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness it's a grounded episode. It's not something that has to be connected to the greater MCU, yeah. you know, Avenger level threats. Yeah, it's like the cleanup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the cleanup of of the mess he made. I don't say the mess because like ultimately his Ronin character was killing people mm. but they were bad guys. Yeah. Like straight up. You know, yeah. he was they, they said that he massacred a shit ton of cartels members. <laughs> and then we saw when we actually saw him, he was fucking up some <clears throat> <laughs> he was fucking up some Yakuza's. Right. So right. yeah, he was, yeah, that that scene was was a one take, right? It looked yeah, like it was. Yeah. It looked yeah, probably it was just for, it's together. Yeah, that was fancy editing. Yeah, CGI glass breaking and all that. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was real. pretty cool. I did like. What did you think of Kate? First time we seen Kate Bishop, the protege in the comics mm-hmm. of uh, Hawkeye. I I get the sense that, like, they do set up her character pretty nicely. That she's like this Olympic level champion in basically every sport that has ever been invented. See, like, <laughs> when you say it like that. <laughs> But I, I get the feeling that they kind of made her, they bestowed the the mantle of Hawkeye upon her like way too soon. Maybe mm-hmm. focus on the first season on her becoming like the the predecessor to the Hawkeye rather than just be like you know what, I found you in with my Ronin uh, outfit and shit's going down, so I need your help or you're you're gonna help me take over. You know that type yeah, of shit. Yeah, it seems really quick. It does. Especially, yeah. we'll talk about the ending again, spoiler, mm-hmm. but we'll talk about the end, but yeah, it's, I don't know, do you think it's because it's only six episodes? It's so quick? They And they but vary, it, right? It, it's like 30 minutes and yeah, one's 45. Yeah, they, they're not a set time length. Yeah. But I get the feeling that it's like, okay, you could have stretched the story or the, the Hawkeye series much longer than just one, because apparently it's only going to be a one-off, right? Yeah, well, you're right. We said that with Loki, <laughs> and then there's a second season. But yeah, it's, it's for, for the most part, even I don't think, we talked about this, I don't think Kate can carry an, a series by herself. It was always a the duo. Yeah. It's like Batman and Robin, right? Yeah, yeah. like I would have been more interested, or it would have been more interesting to see the the a show of like Black Widow and Hawkeye. Oh, that would be cool. Just because, like, those two characters are the lesser Avengers, not to diminish their accomplishments in saving the world in in the movies, but Mm -hmm. they're, look at them, they're just normal people who have, like, really, really... Really good aim. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, they're trained so well. Right. So, like, have a season or two focus on that and then start introducing the the replacements. And it would have, I feel like it would have done... A better justice to the Black Widow character as well. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of Black Widow, how about Ilana? Do you feel like she was a little shoehorned in, or because the movie, give or take, whatever you think about it, it mm-hmm. wasn't did, didn't do her justice. It felt tacked on. Like, okay, here's your movie. Get out of here. Yeah, it felt like okay. We need uh, a somebody to fill that Black Widow role. So, oh, let's make it her sister and yeah. just introduce a bunch of her family members and do this and that, and. Her, her character in the show, I felt like it wasn't really imposing. Yeah. She was more yeah. like of a gal pal. <laughs> yeah, she really was, right? <laughs> but, it, I mean, it, granted, she uh, Florence Pugh, uh-huh. I, I love her as Leonora, Ilana, mm-hmm. right? She's, yeah. She has that little sister feel. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's your sister. Yeah. Right? It, it does feel as though that she should have more of a vengeful spirit sort of feel towards her when mm-hmm. coming at Hawkeye. Yeah. But I mean, it feels like she just got the job. 
and then but it, we did get to see the blip from her perspective Wait, which was i have questions about because like mm-hmm. all right so they get blipped right? <laughs> right they get snapped i like it better snap focus. yeah snap sounds better they get snapped and then they get snapped back mm-hmm. so they they reappear in the same position they were what if right. somebody builds a wall there? Yeah. <laughs> I'll do you one better. How about people who are snapped in a plane? Yeah. And they just fall. <laughs> it's, it's one of those falls. Uh, because I'm just imagining. It's horrible. Right? It's it's that dark side of... Uh, I, would, I would like to see the more mature Marvel films tackle mm-hmm. that. Maybe one guy just blips and he falls to his death or something. Yeah, they would have. I would have liked to have seen like in... Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, that was like that one was supposed to be more. It was more grounded mm-hmm. in the sense that it um it dealt with the, the immediate repercussions. You know, like mass starvation and all right, that stuff. Right. The government focusing on those who came back rather yeah. than the people who were here. The refugees, the displaced refugees, yeah. and all that stuff. So I would have liked to have that focus on what are the real life ramifications of being snapped back for the everyday person. Yeah. You know? And then this one, it just kind of makes it seem like, oh, they were all just conveniently in places where <laughs> they, they would come back and nothing would happen. Right, yeah. It, it was a cool scene. It knocked me out because I was like, oh, Mephesto confirmed? You know, yeah. like, people. It, it shows, in case you haven't seen it, it shows that Yolanda goes in the restroom and then the snap happens. And then the snap comes back. And it's like a second for her and the the was it the wall starts changing color and then the items start being rearranged and it freaks me out because it's from her point of view but uh yeah if they did explain the snap a little bit more maybe down the line with moon knight perhaps or would they just not talk um, about it anymore um ant-man quantumania yeah that's true we can see uh I mean, with the multiverse, you can see what, like, this is the blip if it killed people or something <laughs> like that. As yeah. bad as it is, but like, yeah. We talked about it, like, um, we we were speculating on why Ant-Man survived. Obviously, because he needed to be the one to, to, <laughs> to carry on the, the movie, the yeah. story, or else, you know. Yeah. But, like, he was in the quantum realm. Yeah. So that's technically a different universe altogether. And now that we've established the multiverse. Yeah. So could it be that the, the laws of the Infinity Gauntlet being used only apply to the reality that that was in that moment in time? I love this. I love this version of you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great questions. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I feel as though that's the case. That's mm-hmm. exactly the case. Especially when it comes from Loki, and it's just they're all depowered. All the yeah. Infinity Stones are just paperweights. paperweights yeah. Right. I love that scene. I love the fact. I love uh, subversion. Right. Mm-hmm. I love. I love when they take a narrative and it's something they change it up to fit theirs. That makes sense. Yeah. And I could just imagine the army of fanboys just screaming <laughs> like, you know, "The ten years of my life and God, it's all wasted, down you know, the drain. wasted." But <laughs> so, how about that moment, the ending, when you know Kingpin came out? I like Kingpin. Mm. I just never have envisioned him other than a Daredevil villain. Mm, yeah. You know? Like, yeah. to me, the, the Kingpin has always been the dare, like one of the main Daredevil villains. Yeah. But not to see him be incorporated and used more into, like, the, the everyday MCU. Mm. It is exciting, especially because it's Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, yes. He is a, one he's, of the greats. He's, <laughs> like, even, we'll talk about this a little bit down the line, but he has an imposing, very, very imposing <laughs> presence. He's especially scary. Right? Yeah, I don't know. If you watched, you've watched the Daredevil no, show. No, I haven't right? seen it. Oh, okay. I've seen, I've seen bits and pieces of, and then him. of him and in uh, Punisher. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, yes. All right, so, it's, 
so from there, from the very vague image of him from <laughs> in, a, in a Daredevil, how do you feel about Hawkeye's version? Do you feel like it's a little nerfed? Because he feels like he's campy a bit, you know? Yeah, I, I, I get that maybe they were, you know, banting about what villain to introduce, what real main villain. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you look at Yelana, she could be play the villain role, but deep down she's not really the villain. Yeah. Like Ghost from yeah. Ant Man and the Wasp. Exactly, right, right, exactly. Right, right. We we saw the introduction of Madame Hydra, mm. which I thought was going to play a bigger role in this, but she was nowhere, <laughs> she to, was be nowhere seen. to be seen. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So I feel like they just kind of shoehorned in the Kingpin character. They were like they had a dartboard of villains, of, and they just threw a dart. It was like Kingpin. All right, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I, as much as I, I, it hurts me. It does. It yeah. does feel, especially when it comes to the ending. It felt so, like rushed. Rushed. Yeah, because there's so many storylines. Because you have Echo, and then you have Kingpin, and then who intertwines with Echo, but in not the romantic sense. But, <laughs> but, you know, he's there in that timeline. He's fighting Kate. Yeah. And then you have Yolanda, and just like three different... And then you have the mom, kind of, with yeah. uh, Swordmaster. Vera Farmina. She's gorgeous. Oh, she is. Gorgeous. And she's a pretty good actress. Very I've, good I've, actress, I've, yeah. And some stuff that she's been in, I'm blanking on. And I hate She's myself. been in most notably, I I would say um, the the horror movies with the really yeah with uh, Patrick Wilson. I think they play the couple of like ghost hunters and stuff like that. They oh oh uh, yes okay I yes for, I forgot the the name of the movie. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I know <laughs> what you're talking. Yeah, she has that. She had the same haircut. Basically, yeah, she yeah. Same, that's what I picture. <laughs> the same it's, it's not Annabelle, but it's Spawn from... Is Annabelle that, spawned is, from... Those is that movies. the one with, like, the guy who looks like Darth Maul, isn't it? And he was, like, in the background or something? Uh, yeah, like yeah, the Yeah, because he took a photo and yeah. then... Well, well, remember, we saw that trailer about the, with the, 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 the crucifixes. <laughs> right, and up. I started laughing. Loudly. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that, that, that's a movie. <laughs> that's yeah. the one, right. Yeah, okay, yeah, so yes, yeah, she's great. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it, and she's great in this one. What's with Marvel casting these pretty good actors and actresses? They're trying to keep up with DC, because, you know, yeah. DC has legit won Oscars. Despite of what, what, <sighs> what, their peop- what the people think of the movies... Right. DC has oh. has won Oscars from beyond the visual effects. Well, you're using Nolan. No, I'm using uh, Joker. Joker. Oh, right. He yes, won right. an Oscar. Well, okay, something from not from the Batman's Rogues Gallery. Um, <laughs> well, you have Amy Adams. She's an Oscar-nominated That's actress. That's true. And she, she does look like she... I don't know, as much as I can tell, she enjoys... Yeah, she enjoys... Uh, I mean, a lot of them, I feel. I feel yeah. like... Especially if you go to a panel of them, I was talking to a friend of mine, and it seems they had great chemistry. Mm-hmm. So, but I also feel like because the DC, the DC characters, the pantheon of DC movies, mm-hmm. their characters have won Oscars for actors, it kind of legitimizes the role of uh, the superhero or the villain. Yeah, you know. So like we heard um, when 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 we first heard that Scorsese was going to be in charge of the Joker, we're like, what? <laughs> yeah, we, we dropped our collective jaws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I feel like because of that, the more the, the more talented actors, mm-hmm. and stuff, like more higher caliber actors, are being like interested in like hmm, maybe this is a viable a way to, to, to act and ha- also have fun. Do you know why? I mean, it, it's a, it's a nice tactic. I mean, DC and Marvel have always been the the the, the, the distinguished competition, yeah, the DC right? Distinguished competition, yeah, distinguished competition, and all that stuff. But why though? Especially when it comes to. I, I don't want to talk smack with DC, mm-hmm. but their characters are more 
like figures of mythos. Yeah. Right. They're all they're rooted like hope. This is the personification of hope. They're gods. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, that seems as though that's a little that's too one dimensional when it comes to characters because obviously they're good. Yeah. What else can you dabble in that? So is it because they're from mythos that they're attracting these kind of caliber of actors? Um, I think possibly, you know, like you get every, every actor wants to have that role. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at Joaquin Phoenix in the Joker mm-hmm. or even Heath Ledger in the Joker. They get so immersed into these, these characters yeah. that unfortunately for some have end up having negative consequences. You know, yeah. we, we could, we have no idea what Heath Ledger was, what he was dealing with at towards the end, but you could clearly tell that his immersion, like totally, he lost into the himself. Joker. Yeah, he lost right. himself. Which is scary. Yeah. Which is scary. I mean, this is a fictional character. Yeah. I mean, as, as much as we, it's a fictional character, and I, I've read the Joker comic book with uh, Brian. I can, can't pronounce your name. I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> as the as the, there's a lot of these. Yeah, the Alzio. And I lost myself, and I was just a participant on that ride of the yeah. Joker, right? And so I can't imagine someone immersing themselves so, in that character. I've, I saw a video a couple of days ago about Heath Ledger's uh, Joker, and it was like the journal he wrote. Mm. So he locked himself for like a month in, mm. in, a, in a hotel room and just, you know, fucked with, with the, the, the creation of what his Joker was going to be. Right. And, with that doing something like that, I don't feel like if you if you you know try to make up your own character or of a normal drama movie mm-hmm. characters, I don't feel like you get that you could get that that immersed unless you're like Daniel Day Lewis or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's but, a, so. But I feel like especially with the villains, mm-hmm. because they're inherently broken at the core. As an actor, you feel like this could be a serious challenge for you. Oh, yeah. I could definitely see that perspective, especially when it comes to the Joker and not just, but I mean, Catwoman. Catwoman. Like, as well, Catwoman, yeah. depending on what background she is in, she's had a rough childhood to say the least. Yeah. So I could, yeah, so the characters start broken and these actors feel as though they can fix them, <laughs> fix them, I, or at least do respect f- to, uh, yeah, their... maybe, yeah, like to, to, to bring that forward. Right, right. So, okay, so now I see this. Mm-hmm. In Marvel, where do you see a character like that? A character oh, that is, that would attract that kind of A-list stars. Not to say that the actors there are not A-list stars, but you have to admit, like... Maybe Moon Knight. Moon Knight with Oscar Isaac. With Oscar mm-hmm. Isaac. But at the same time, like, the Marvel characters, because they're more rooted in the in the reality of everyday human um, emotions and problems, mm-hmm. I don't feel like you could ever have... Or I don't feel like there's a, a Marvel character, either hero or villain, that can take a, a actor to those depths yeah yeah i i, I struggle i mean i am more of a dc guy because yeah. i of course i mean all of us to our beginning we started with superman, superman or batman, batman or like wonder woman but now I'm, I'm drifting more before towards marvel but yeah i don't in the top of my head i can't really think about a character that's so not broken probably mm. um dr doom or mr doom what's his name dr doom dr doom, dr. doom yeah he he's one of yeah. the, he's he's probably one of those, those up there like not Joker broken level but mm. I remember seeing a comic arena comic where he like he wears the Iron Mask you know mm-hmm. to protect his horrible disfigurements yeah and one they pulled it off and he was like just 
gorgeous. Yeah. He's this gorgeous <laughs> human being, but he had like a tiny, tiny little scratch on his cheek. Oh. And that just fucked his, his mind completely. Right, because in his eyes, that's an imperfection. Yeah, and or it, like in The Dark Knight uh, Returns, mm-hmm. when um, Harvey Dent becomes, like, they fix his face, but he still sees Two-Face. Yeah. But not just Two-Face, but like now the whole face is the fucked up, disfigured right. face that right. he had. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I would love to. Hopefully they bring Doctor Doom when they bring <laughs> Fantastic Four, because he is one of those. He's along the lines of, like, Black Adam. Yeah. I mean, he has his own nation, and he protects his own nation within his own disregard. Even though it's it can be seen as a villain, but in the eyes of the citizens, yeah. he's protecting them. But yeah, yeah, that's... I would like. I'm. I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested in seeing how they're gonna portray Kang, the Conqueror. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kang the Conqueror. Oh, for those of you who don't, <laughs> Kang the, Kang right. the Conqueror. Because right, to uh, some Jonathan, extent, uh, the actor. So yeah, Jonathan. Jonathan no, I don't know, something. Yeah, <laughs> shout out. Um, because to some extent, he is also that. You know, somebody who controls the timeline. So every other issue that he has, like in in um, in in the human sense that we know, issues mm-hmm. pale in comparison right. to to whatever the fuck is going on because he literally try controls the time. Right? <laughs> yeah, and it's it's multiversal. Yeah, and you see him at the end of his rope, and he's a little bonkers, mm-hmm. right? Granted, you've been resetting the timeline for you know how eons as much, yeah. but now we're gonna see him at the beginning, and to see what paths he chooses yeah stuff like that oh i see yeah that's interesting uh, i yeah. can't wait for that so i'm i'm hoping that when he is finally introduced in um ant-man right he's gonna yeah be, a uh, quantumania the quantumania which comes out what next year yeah yeah fuck <laughs> it's so so hawkeye your ending impressions it was fun yeah you know i feel like uh, just like the black widow maybe a little too late but mm. I do like that they they incorporated the Ronin aspect of it. That was a a, a pretty decent plot point. Mm. But I just don't feel like Hawkeye is the the character to to. Work <laughs> <on>. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, movie no, but TV show I I can see it. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't I could not imagine a Hawkeye movie, movie show. I mean, I love him. I like I love his abilities, but. It, it feels like it'll skate the line like Black Widow when it comes like born supremacy, not in that born caliber, supremacy. but you know, sci-fi, not sci-fi, uh, spy, yeah, thriller, spy sort of thriller, thing. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I feel like we should talk about how the show started when she 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 gets rescued or something. Oh, right. <laughs> it's okay. Just, it's the most. It's the cheesiest way to for someone to become a a fan of a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> so. It starts off in the Battle of New York, 2012, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, invasion, Loki, all crazy shit happens, right? <laughs> but um, they live in, because they're affluent, uh, a family, they live in like a high rise. Right. In New York, in downtown New York City. I don't, I've never been to New York, so I don't, I don't, I can't I, I, pinpoint. I feel, I feel like everything is downtown. <laughs> I, I can't pinpoint what corner of. <laughs> uptown, <laughs> yeah, I uptown, guess, that sounds right. Downtown, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, an alien crashes into her building, into her apartment loft, yeah. I guess you would say, and kills her father. And there's this giant gaping hole, and then like four miles away, she sees like this tiny, tiny little character, <laughs> and he's just shooting arrows, and it's Hawkeye. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, how is that? How are you doing him justice? You're not doing him justice with that. 
Yeah, it's it is a weird circumstance because yeah. anyone could have been that. What if Black yeah. Widow was fighting, you know, and she and she becomes Hulk just smashes everything. And she, she tries to become Hulk. It is a weird circumstance. Yeah. yeah. So you know, like um, in Age of Ultron, where he actually saves the kid and um, uh, uh, Pietro, Pietro sacrifices himself. Right, right. So like, I feel like that maybe would have been a, a better a better way to to like create the 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 fam fandom. Yeah, of, of hot, more hot, interactive, right? Yeah, because right? yeah. yeah, I could definitely see that along the lines when she he crashes into the building. We don't mm-hmm. see everything after that, so no. you can easily have like, oh, they're cowering in the corner or something like that. Yeah. Something where you, uh, it, it's there's always this shot when it comes to those characters where they see a hero. It's mm-hmm. always the upshot, mm-hmm. right? We always see them like from their point of view. They're this mythical, the there's even the yeah, imposing character. Yeah. There's like a backline. There's a halo over their head. Yeah. Like all the stops. They're, they go super saiyan. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't get that with no. with Hawkeye, even though the show is called Hawkeye. But yeah, I would have I would have liked that more imposing shot on it. Yeah, I I I'm wondering is Hawkeye Kate Bishop mm. going to be as active part of future Avengers as Clint was? Yeah, it it feels like it just because. The lineup now coming, it seems like the TV show Anybody is... Anybody who they could get. <laughs> it's going to be like the Young Avengers, oh, okay. but the TV show. Okay. Only. So the, the grown-ups are on the movie <laughs> screen, and then the TV show is more of those you know, Disney Plus... Yeah, the Young Justice type of thing. Young yeah. Justice, exactly. Teen Titans. Yeah. A few years, like, this decades ago, um, <laughs> uh, I was watching Patton Oswalt's, one of Patton Oswalt's comedy specials, and he was talking about... How Hawkeye became part of the Avengers? Right. Like, are you really like scraping the bottom of the barrel? Yeah, I, <laughs> like anybody who works at like a sporting goods store is good enough to be I'm, I'm convinced Pan Oswald, we love him. Yeah, he, he's a time traveler. Because Parks and Rec oh, yeah, did, a, about... did an episode where he, 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 was, he was doing a filibuster at the scene in, uh, in Star, Wars. Star Wars. The Star Wars crossover the with crossover, the Avengers. The crossover with the Avengers is yet to be seen. Yeah. But the way he uh, did Boba Fett. How he escapes the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched it. We're waiting for it. Yeah, That's for... going to be our next review. Well, no. No? Because it's like six six weeks away, and we agreed every other week. Oh, all right, yeah. yeah. We'll get the kids every now and then. Every now and then. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, it exactly happens. Yeah, exactly so, so the creator of the Boba Fett was a fan of Parks <laughs> 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 <Parched> and Rec. <laughs> uh, all right, what would you give Hawkeye? Hawkeye? I don't want to be ratings, but if I had to. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up. Oh, it's a bit. It's it's an audio. Just format. say it. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Oh, I'm I give me a thumbs up. Yeah. I'll yeah. Thumbs, thumbs up, up. A little bit going towards the half. The middle. The, the Marcus Aurelius. Right. Not Marcus Aurelius. <laughs> <Not even Marcus. laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's a fun show. Right. I mean, that's something that has to be with, especially when it comes to Marvel films. At the very least. Yeah. That's the foundation. Yeah. I mean, action scene and uh, you know continuity towards the other comics. Yeah, that's a granted when it comes to superhero films, but it does have that inkling especially towards the end it feels tacked on yeah right and like the ending was like oh it's all happy and like oh that's it and like that's all that happens right yeah i got that sense of like wait that's it yeah yeah and and it says like uh, our mentor said when we were in uni uh the whole movie could be great tv show could be great but if you mess up on the ending that's the only thing people remember and that's that's what sticks with me because that's how you cap the show yeah so that's the big ending yeah so it's uh 
a seven. You can't see my thumb, <laughs> but it, it's a, it's a seven. And yeah, I'm, I'm right, like six, six and a six half. Six and a half, and yeah, and definitely. Yeah. It's, it was fun, and that's pretty much what I only really expect out of anything now. Just yeah. fun. Yeah. As long as I'm entertained, I'm happy. Yeah, I, I do like the direction they're taking it when it comes to not having it all intertwined. Mm-hmm. Because I do have that feeling of, oh, really? Everything has to have some impact towards the grand scope of the MCU. But I'm glad that this show, and I think She-Hulk, which is what, a procedural crime drama is going to be it's going to be more within you know groundedness rather than this whole yeah corn (laughs) so speaking Uh, of branching mcu shows and movies mm spider-man no No way way home Home. the third iteration in the home series of tom holland's yeah yeah so this movie follows after far from home Mm -hmm. which uh if case you haven't seen it (laughs) is uh he gets ousted as Peter Parker by Mysterio, who was played by uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. right? So, and then that's all of the repercussions, and we follow him as he tries to get his life back together. With uh, and he's with MJ now, and uh, they're trying to get to college, which is very, it's a very rooted thing that we all. And, yeah, and, but then again, you're like, aren't you like five years older? Should he like you would have been finished? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't really explain the blip. It feels like they all blipped at the same time, I suppose. Yeah, like Matt, like obviously the half of the population of not just Earth but the entire universe disappeared. But I feel like disproportionately that school got fucked. <laughs> yeah, right. There was one kid and he's like, well, what happened? <laughs> even Betty. I mean, Betty, Betty, even the other characters who came in, even Flash, yeah. for all the main characters. It's so weird. They were on that bus, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. On that they're, they're bus. The, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. <laughs> so um, what do you think? General impressions. Um, There was a lot that I did like, mm. but there was a lot that I didn't like. Mm. There's... We've we've been we've fallen into this trend in, in movie making, especially in I would feel like Marvel, where you can't have a bad guy just be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, they even go back to movies that came out twenty years ago to try to redeem the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> so when when you mean when it's not a bad guy, is it just like good and evil kind of thing, not something that's a little multi more multifaceted? Well, that's, I mean, there's good, right? I yeah, mean, there is a a caveat to that. Yeah, well. Okay, okay, so the perfect example, like putting a pause on the Marvel, was the Batman and Joker. Mm-hmm. You know, Batman, Vengeance, Joker, Chaos. Mm-hmm. One exists, one cannot exist without the other. And even Joker said that. Like, without you, I wouldn't know what to do. You complete me. Right, right. So oh, I love it. <laughs> with, with that dynamic, that should be plenty. You know, like mm-hmm. obviously the Joker is completely broken and stuff like that and mentally ill. Right. But that isn't the. the the backstory that we need for the Joker. Mm-hmm. And with the Green Goblin, I think, was the only one that really pulled it off because he's like, getting fixed? Fuck that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Now that we're on the topic, yeah. the topic of the actors, William yeah. Dafoe. William Dafoe. Oh, my God. Is, I, I don't, uh, he makes me feel things. Yeah. <laughs> he makes, he's so great in this film. Spoilers again, I keep saying it. Yeah. Yeah, he's a Green Goblin. He comes back to reprise his role. And the only reason why he wanted to reprise his role is because he didn't want to just be, you know, a, a nod to the camera or a wink to the screen. He wants to be a pivotal moment in the narrative. Yeah. And for the most part, I feel he does very, pull that off. Very right? much so. Yeah. Um, yeah, and even I, lo- I love the dynamic in the Spider-Man 2, the Tobey Maguire between Spider-Man and um, Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. Like, we know it, after um, 
Uncle Ben dies, the person who fills in that role of uh, father figure for Peter Parker is Otto Octavius. Yeah. But the, 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 the mechanical arms that he attaches to his body make him go crazy yeah. and he becomes the villain you know yeah. even but even in that movie he has his redemption right um Go- green goblin in the first one dies without really any redemption which yeah. is what i liked you know there's villains who just should remain villains there are more complex villains like dr ock mm-hmm. who okay i can agree with you or even sandman who i can agree with you like yeah they're villains but they can ha- be redeemed at the end so back to the just going back switching back to the Joker with the good and evil mm-hmm. sort of thing. So do you think Marvel is too hooked up on making a backstory for the villains rather than moving forward with it? Yeah, because I think so. it, especially with the Joker when he said uh, he he's crazy and there is there is a good evil contrast with order and chaos and stuff with uh, Batman. Mm-hmm. So it feels as though Marvel is more focused on the backstory of the villains rather than the villains being evil and then moving on from that and then having the backstory further down the line. Yeah. Like, the, there, there really isn't a development. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at, um, in in the first, in the second uh, Spider-Man movie with uh, Tobey Maguire, how he, he develops into the character and then he continues to evolve to be like, holy shit, I'm, what am I doing? I need to stop this. And he ultimately sacrificed himself to save the city or right. the world. Right. Universe, maybe. Yeah, why probably? <laughs> At this case, probably. Yeah, this case, probably. <laughs> but in here, you, you're trying to fix Green Goblin, who is the, 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 the arch villain of Spider-Man. Yeah. And I like that the character, the Green Goblin's character, is like, I don't want that. He doesn't want to be fixed. No, right. I don't know why, why that. Um, very self-aware. Of very, himself, very right? self-aware. So as Joker is very self-aware. Exactly, of, yeah. Right. Of who he is and what his role is, right. most importantly. Right. The other f- Sinister Four. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, sinister Five. Sinister. But, yeah, <laughs> unless you count the tree. The, but, tree. Yeah, <laughs> the other Sinister Four. <laughs> are kind of like eh, it's cool to see them and I like that they have a, a more honest representation from comic book to to the on screen rather yeah. than than uh, whatever it is that they did in the Andrew Garfield <laughs> Spider-Man's right um, I, I love that I love that the the star on Electro right. oh, when we saw the trailer and uh, we, I, which just sucks it's another thing I know where it just looks like we're just smashing on it but mm-hmm. it's just little these little tidbits that we kind of didn't really feel good about because we don't see it till the end mm-hmm. right we don't see the little star design until the end I would love to see it during the, the middle fight or something along those lines but yes no. Yeah, it's uh, in case you didn't know, his outfit is just this onesie. <laughs> with yeah, the, but maybe it, it could be explained because comics. he didn't. We didn't see that star mm. like shape because he didn't have the the, the arc star, reactor. The arc right, reactor. right. That's so that's the arc true. reactor gave him sufficient energy to be able to manifest that the starry. And it was only like a little throwaway, which yeah. is cool, which is all really all we Wait, needed. That's all you need, right? Yeah. Especially when it comes to fan service, you don't need something that hijacks the narrative. Yeah. Right? Or you don't need like, look at the screen, smile and nod. You, know? you don't have to do <laughs> yeah. all that stuff. Just do a little quick second and the fans exactly. will pick it up. Yeah, exactly. Um, I liked how the movie ended. Mm. I liked that it, it returned uh, the Tom Holland Spider-Man. To more of its of the Spider-Man roots, right. you know, like the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, not the the the, the ward of tech giants Tony Stark. <laughs> right. I, I hated that. I mean, fight me. Mm-hmm. No, but I, I didn't like Tony Stark being 
the Ben character or the mentor character, mm-hmm. right? Because Tony, not Tony, uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker always felt someone who made his own path. And that's yeah. what appealed to me the most. Despite his social incoming or what he has in school or, you know, his tactics with women, there's mm-hmm. always, uh, he's, he does it by himself. Mm-hmm. And then most of all, he, when he does get knocked down, he gets back up again. Again. <laughs> yeah. Like, he tackles the issue head on. Yeah. And like one of the one of the things that uh, the great Stan Lee uh, always said about Spider Man was like the, the the cool thing about Spider Man is that underneath that mask anybody yeah. could be Spider Man. Yeah. But if you start introducing like a, a high tech tag, <laughs> big money bags and stuff like that, then you start reducing that from like okay everybody could be Spider Man to only a certain amount of people can be Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it, it's infuriatingly great mm-hmm. that Sony was able to eat their have their cake and eat it too because yeah. the ending is essentially a reboot when it comes to the Marvel with the Spider-Man first but also it's within Marvel's umbrella yeah right it's technically within there but not really do you think they're going to um, from here on out you know like when when Peter Parker grows up he gets a job at the Daily Bugle mm-hmm. and he su- supplies the, the Perform- pictures right. for yeah they build it up do you think maybe that's where they're gonna lead into oh absolutely yeah he has an apartment so he needs a job yes of course <laughs> yeah, and, and the one that always gets me is like month is doing the end of the month or something yeah and like huh that's a weird thing to just have audio <laughs> out right and so yeah it, it yeah. does feel like it's it's building the foundation of the more neighborhood friendly Spider-Man because yeah. he makes the choice at the end right yeah. he chooses to be that Spider-Man and not bring in his loved ones and it's uh, it's back when we were Jip and we had I heard rumors that there's gonna be I mean three trilogies right one where he's in high school one where he's an adult and then oh in college and then while wow, he's an adult right so it feels like it's it's going towards those where we w- he will be an adult and then he will introduce he'll meet characters maybe Craven down the line mm. to help him evolve as a, as a hero but also those who will test his responsibility you know with a black cat. Right, showing up there, <laughs> showing up there, like you know, you have all this power. Why won't you rob stuff? <laughs> you know, steal yeah. stuff with it. Which, yeah, it, it is interesting to see. Um, if if you were to tell me, like, oh, there's going to be three trilogies, so nine movies of of Tom Holland as Peter Parker, going along with what the first three were, I was like, how's that going to work? Yeah. But now that they're kind of resetting it, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm all, I'm all in. Yeah. Like, I that's what I really liked about Spider Man is that. He, like you said, anybody could be him. Yeah, just gotta get bit by a radioactive spider and <laughs> not mutate yeah, into a blob of tumors. Die of cancer. <laughs> <laughs> so, this has always been an issue when it comes to Marvel films, even maybe to extent DC films. What do you what think? I don't know what that was, but it scared me. <laughs> there was a sound at the door, and maybe a package. Probably. <laughs> but uh, fan service. What do you feel about fan service or the balance of fan service in this film? See, I've never had an issue with fan service. Mm. Like fan service is always like, is the 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 directors and the creators of the show of the movie being like, we acknowledge that you exist. <laughs> <laughs> you, we know you are. Yeah, we know, we know what, what, who who you are and what you want. Mm-hmm. Like one of the big issues that I heard, and you brought this up to me, was with um, the Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. That it was they just shoved so much fan service up that movie that it. Basically, it didn't become a yeah, yeah, it wasn't anything. But I'm like, I like that. I mm-hmm. like that it's it's lightsabers and Millennium Falcons and Lando. And <laughs> Lando, right? <laughs> like, hey, how's it go? No, that's yeah. not Lando. <laughs> that's <laughs> not... 
I just made a deal that will keep the empire out of this. He slept with everyone. Yeah. Every- <laughs> so I, I've never actually had a, a big issue of fan service. Mm-hmm. But when you in, you're able to incorporate fan service with a properly well narrated movie, mm-hmm. then that's when it like elevates that. I feel like this movie kind of does that in a way. Yeah, it's I, I that's always my fear when it comes to uh, with fan service, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to like Ghostbusters. It feels as though that fan service hijacks the narrative to force the viewer to see this perspective. Yeah, and this perspective happens to be oh, you have to watch the movies, mm-hmm. which granted, this film you do a little bit feel like right. A lot of the narrative heavyweight work is done if you know the movies. If you know the second one. The second more so than the first one with oh with Andrew Garfield with no oh. the um, far from home far from home far yeah. from home because okay. that's when like everything at the end of that one that's when everything unravels you don't think before the villains because a lot of them well, they don't, we just touch on yeah, them yeah that's but we true just get a general but see that's the thing that like that's separate that's completely separate whether mm-hmm. you've seen those movies or not it's regardless mm-hmm. but this uh, continuing the narrative. You pretty much have to watch, have seen the second, the Far From Home. Because it comes right after. It, 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 although the shots are different. I don't know right. if you picked that up or anything. Yeah, no. No, I didn't pick it up. But like, I, at the end of Far From Home, he uh, drops off MJ and then he goes up he onto, goes on the, onto the, 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 the light. light yeah, thing? the light. Yeah. And then that's when the screens and like, oh, gee, this happens. And then uh. he's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but then this one, it starts off, he's on the ground. Is he really? Yeah. What? Some film student I am. <laughs> I it's, it's been a year or so. <laughs> okay, that's it's, okay. So yeah. I know, like, like that. I picked up on that one, like, really quick. It's like, oh, this, this. Did that knock yeah. you out of the show? <laughs> it took me completely out <laughs> of the movie. Yeah, like, zero out of ten. Unrealistic. I hate it. No continuity whatsoever. <laughs> but yeah, um, I do feel like to get a better understanding. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely, you have had to see the. The Tobey Maguire trilogy and the um, Andrew Garfield duo. Right. The duology. The duology. Yeah, which I do hear he, it's in talks that he might get a third one. Just to round out the trilogy. I, I thought he was going to be in the next Spider-Man. I heard that too. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going there's around. A yeah, a lot of, even Tobey Maguire, they, they want a fourth one. Okay. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Out of the three, who do you think is the better Spider-Man? Really? Yeah, Tom Holland. I it's I'm very particular with Spider-Man. Like yeah. I understand where people are coming from with Tobey Maguire. I could p- see where people are coming from Andrew Garfield. But there's also there's this balance when it comes to being Peter Parker. It's not a Batman mm-hmm. or Bruce Wayne kind of, but because they're the same person. Yeah. But there's this level of Spider-Man has these quips, right? Has these things where he's enjoying crime fighting because he's a neighbor friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. But you have that dimension of Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Where he's not sure if he should be doing this, he should he tell his loved ones, he probably shouldn't, but he needs them to basically be there, his social support. Mm-hmm. And Tom Holland, for the most part, does that great. Right? He has that exudance when he's fighting as Peter, you know, he's quipping, you know, like, it's when he, we, sh- we saw him in Civil War. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, buddy, I think you dropped this, and he throws it at him. Yeah, and what he, happened to his accent? His Queen's accent. I don't know. <laughs> it's the same with Wanda. Yeah, what happened what to happened? her? I guess he, he, I guess he adapted. I don't know <laughs> if that makes any sense. But yeah, I would love his Queen accent, his quipping, you know, talking, especially when Falcon says there's not a lot of talking during fights and he yeah. just keeps talking. Yeah. Right? And when he's Peter, he's he doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Right, because then down it's what he is. It's he's this poor kid. He doesn't know whether or not this this uh, responsibility dawns on him. And that's the reason why. Thank you for yeah. my TED talk. Okay. Um, <laughs> How about you? 
I, I like the the issue I have with Tobey Maguire and uh, Andrew Garfield is mm. that Tobey Maguire was like 85 <laughs> years old when they made that movie and he I liked his Peter Parker Spider Man but mm-hmm. he was just too old it was on it wasn't didn't fit the character who the character needed to be mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield he's just way too pretty there's, he's gorgeous there's, there's no way he's he's <laughs> I, I I love that they try to play it off like yeah. oh yeah he's just this nerd but he's he's gorgeous yeah, he's a model yeah like Peter Parker isn't a model <laughs> <laughs> right, he's gorgeous yeah. granted uh, I I think. He does do a good Spider-Man. He does. He yeah. does do a good Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire does do a good Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a balance to it. Yeah, I feel like uh, Tom Holland. It kind of. I think he loses himself a little bit. Like mm. it, it's indistinguishable his Spider-Man to his to his um, Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Which, like you like you said, Andrew Garfield's uh, Spider-Man is like dead on, and then Tobey Maguire's. Uh, Peter Parker is like dead on as well, yeah. but for me, Tom Holland is kind of like it's a blend. Like you, you have to have some 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 separation between the two, or else the character loses meaning. Yeah, it's especially with this one. Mm-hmm. With this one, it feels as though uh, it's the same person. Yeah, I mean, it, granted, it is, but there is this uh, duality to it, mm-hmm. right? There's always this struggle, and it does at the end. Thankfully, it, it ends it right. It's, it has that level where he takes responsibility. But also, he's living in a one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> he's trying to get a GED. Nobody knows him. Yeah. yeah. Which, like, honestly, a, a genius of that level, a GED is going to be nothing. Yeah. I was, I was like, gonna... Why even study? <laughs> why even buy the book? Yeah. Oh, it's a narrative plot to tell the audience. Like, you're broke. Why, why are you wasting money on stuff you know you don't need? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking when, when we see the GED, it's in his box, and he's looking out the window all lustfully and stuff yeah. like that. It's uh, like, why do you... You built your suit, right? Yeah. So you basically know everything. Yeah, you know, you could you could teach like I'm pretty sure you could teach like college level physics or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you think of uh, Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange as a character or as as a character in as this a character I, as a plot point as a plot movie. point. Uh, yeah, that's him. Yeah, <laughs> that's him. That is him. Yep, that's Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, he you does know, the yell and everything. Oh, yeah. He does. But you know, yeah, I. Uh, I, I, he feels like he's a little salty when yeah, he yeah. disappeared because he's funny. not Emperor Sorcerer Supreme there I like that that they're giving more responsibility to Wong oh yeah I, 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 it's <laughs> Which, gonna be the, the Wong and Ted connection Ted right Ned uh, no, Ned Ned, Ned, right, Ned right. connection yeah it's uh, I have this head, I have this head cannon yeah. where because Ned is has some power behind us and then Doctor Strange kind of dismisses it like go yeah. see a physician yeah. and then he actually is a pivotal moment in the narrative because he gets the Spider-Man through yeah, he right. opens the portal. He opens the even, portal. Even Doctor Strange's like, you open the portal? It's like, yeah, I know, cool, right? Yeah, <laughs> so he's like, huh. And then he floats down at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I, Ned, okay, we have to talk about that scene. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about the scene where uh, they did some Filipino representation, oh, stuff yeah, like that. That's all you, buddy. Yeah, and it's it caught me off guard. Yeah. It's something where, uh, I don't want to say, I don't want to be like a victim, I'm not. But it, it's something that Tagalog is not really a language used a lot in films and TV shows, other than... Rarely. Rarely, right? Like, no, not even. Yeah. Like, I was going to say Umbach, but that's like Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> right, we got to blend. Yeah, yeah we got to blend within the whole Stratoverse of Asia. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and seeing that, I, I took my mom there, and then I couldn't help but, like, she was giddy. Mm. And then she she doesn't get too giddy when it comes to she cries because you know the sad parts. But she she was so giddy and reminded me of when 
back when she's like younger and mm. there's films where they use her language and she gets like oh really you know my language she gets all hyped up so seeing that scene and it was really long scene yeah uh, it, it dragged a little yeah it did, yeah. <laughs> it did. and i was like wow they really they did a lot of time for that mm. so i i appreciate that i know it doesn't mean like oh my work we're good now yeah. Like we're good, Marvel. Like you don't have to you're cater to solid. me. Solid, yeah. yeah right. you, you got the you got the flip card. You can't. You don't have it, it, it was disarming, and Ned now is Filipino, and seeing him float down like the Sorcerer Supreme <laughs> killed me each time I saw it. It's fun. It's fun. It's awesome that they're giving. There, it, it seems like they're gonna uh, elevate the Ned character into something greater, maybe down the line. Hopefully, hopefully. hopefully. But I was, I was hoping that he would, he would be. It'd be hobgoblin. Hobgoblin, yeah. Yeah, I was in a twisted way. I was too, because in the trailer we do see both of them fall. Yeah. And uh, it looks like Peter focuses on MJ, so that would be an easy in for uh, him to be a hobgoblin. But I guess they subverted our expectations. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> so speak of that how about that subverting expectations or in the way not doing what we thought what they were going to do like with the Sinister 6 or Sinister 5 Sinister 5 we thought it was going to be the Sinister 5 but it was totally not that no it was yeah it was them trying to fix the bad guys yeah is that a good yeah. is that something that's I'm compared not, to other Marvel I films I would have much preferred him like them having to come together and fight the Sinister 6 not just to to or Sinister Five, not <laughs> just to like fi- fix them, right? But like to get them back to the universes that they belong to. Like I had like that that conversation where um, uh, Peter Parker and Aunt May had. He's like he's like we can't fix them. Like yeah. this is how they end, unfortunately. Yeah. But Aunt May effectively signs her own death warrant. Like, <laughs> oh, we, we can save them. We have to do it. Like, we can fix them. Yeah. Like you don't understand how much greater than you this is. Like, yeah. And and I just that's what that was what bugs me is like Aunt May effectively became the the Uncle Ben role. Mm. What do you feel about that? Is that something that is? Um, well, I feel like because we didn't get a really uh, an origin story for this Tom Holland, mm-hmm. they kind of needed to like shoehorn a little. Great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> as soon as I said that, I'm like, oh my god, really? Yeah, I, I didn't think she was gonna die. I, I know I, it's granted that phrase, but it's I've seen Uncle Ben so many times I did. Yeah. It, it, it was disarming. Yeah, but we've seen uh, in the second Spider-Man, uh, the Tom Holland, no, that's Tom Holland, the Andrew Garfield. It's hard to keep track of all the Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, the, the pretty one. <laughs> the amazing one. Aunt May dies, yeah. Aunt yeah. May dies in that one. And he yeah. relays to, to, to Tom Holland. It's like, I, I, my Aunt May died. Or Gwen. No, Gwen. Yeah, but remember he said that his Aunt May also died. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I don't remember. <laughs> it's been so long. Like ten years ago now. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they relate to yeah. their loss. Their, their losses, loss, yeah. And that kind of made um, the Tom Holland character, the Tom Holland Spider-Man, Peter Parker, like, focus on the mission at hand rather mm. than... than um, to, to killing uh, Green Goblin like he wanted to. Which made me think... Tom Holland got his ass beat by like a 68-year-old man. (laughs) (laughs) Not even that. He was doing these pro wrestling moves. Yeah, he He was powerbombing him. That scene was... uh, Okay, I love that scene, but it was weird that Lizard comes in. Like, these are the repercussions. And then, you know, bugs off. Yeah. And just disappears. (laughs) Because that scene, uh, they don't really explain. It's a little tidbit where 
the the cops are there, but they all Doc Ock is cured at this point, but he just yeah. you know he flies leaves, yeah, leaves Lizard leaves Sandman's like oh and they're fighting again yeah. and he just leaves <laughs> and then obviously Electro leaves to fix make a new suit and that's okay mm-hmm. go ahead and yeah do that. but yeah they just leave and they scatter like cops get out of here cheese right? it they cheese it yeah that that scene I watched the movie about three times and that scene always always gets me. Just because it's something that, oh, you need to have this responsibility. And, like, we've we've had some loss in our life. Mm-hmm. And it's always... I always think back to that, to mm-hmm. him. Right? And then it's it's something that always cra- not cracks me up. That, that gets me because it's, uh, it's things that he would say to me when I was at my lowest. When I didn't yeah. know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, so that scene, me, uh, personally, would, yeah, kill me. Yeah, it's it's... Obviously, we since we haven't seen him go through a loss, yeah. you know, we know uh, Uncle Ben died, but it wasn't really shown. He didn't really deal with it in front of all, in, in on screen. Yeah. So I, having uh, Aunt May be the one where he has to to deal and overcome with, which essentially was uh, Peter um, the first the Tobey Maguire when he saw that. Um, uh, Uncle Ben got killed, and then he finds out Sandman was the one who did it. And yeah. He tries to kill Sandman. Yeah, he's like he's, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's trying to get his face off, right? And then we, I love that we see the repercussions to that mm-hmm. because when they do fight at the end, and uh, William Defoe's performance, he's like, "At a boy," you know? <laughs> yeah. and uh, see, like he's just a bad guy for the sake of being right, a bad guy. right. And I do see your point because he's a, he's a, he's a bad guy for the sake of being a bad guy, but. There is an underlining to it, but that's not the focus no. because he's made a choice to it. Yeah. Right. And they focus with the choice and then the repercussions after that choice. Right. Exactly, and he gets yeah. an ass beat and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. And we see him. We see Peter Parker do a Superman now. He's mm-hmm. he's un he's untethered. He wants to kill him. He and snapped. He snapped. He punches the wolf the floor. And I'm, granted, I guess it's uh, like a metal or composite or something like that. Because it's like wasn't it the um, Statue of Liberty? The statue, but the the shield. Yeah, it was like add to it. Yeah, like, it was bronze looking, right? Wasn't well, it the cop- Statue of Liberty is. Is yeah, so I'm maybe to oxidized. match it, yeah. maybe to match the oxidation, you know, continuity. Yeah, but yeah, he dents it, and yeah. he's he's really out to, even to the point where Toby had to step uh, up and, and gets, stop him, and, and he then, gets knifed, and he gets shanked. Right? Where's your Spidey sense there? <laughs> yeah, he gets he gets shanked. Yeah, and I was like, no, they're gonna make Tom Holland like take the fall guy, but okay, mm. he's he's fine. He's been stabbed before. <laughs> maybe in the same spot yeah <laughs> that's funny I like I like I like the, the the dynamic of the three Spider-Mans they are comparing dick sizes <laughs> <laughs> did you think that was a little too much not the the de-sizing the but the oh, yeah well dick isn't a bad word I, 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 to me it is ah, okay so in case you pured in. <laughs> in case y'all don't know uh, I took a pledge no my oh, New Year's resolution is not to curse at least limit my cursing uh huh so that's why if I, say, if I try to say Chris, say, no, say, say. no. And so, <laughs> so yeah, do you think that's because uh, when they show up, mm-hmm. it feels as though now it's becoming the realm of fan service yeah. kind of deal. Do you think that was a little too much of it? Well, it, it kind of, they show up at a time where it's like the lowest of low in the movie. So it needs yeah. some levity. Mm-hmm. And to properly introduce and establish, you know, all three Spider-Mans, and be able to Peter Parker out Peter Parker each other. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, they kind of have to have like that back and forth banter for a while. Yeah, you know, like um, 
when they were comparing about how they make their, <laughs> <laughs> their right. web slingies. And then, like, um, which, honestly, the, the Tobey Maguire one made more sense to me. Yeah, it's still gross. It's gross, but it made more sense. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, a spider doesn't need, a, 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 like, a gadget to be make silk. Right. <laughs> that's, that's true. If you, if you want a brass spider tax, it yeah. is. <laughs> so, it kind of, it, that, for me, it made more sense. Yeah. I, I love the that they were thinking, he, Tom Holland was said what we were all thinking like does it come out of you any yeah. other hole is, there, is it the only place it comes out You're right yeah because that's what that's the main thing that popped in my yeah. head when when he did it like whoa is that coming out of you yeah. and how okay so you, we talked about this about andrew garfield being nerfed because mm-hmm. they made him a little dirty and dirky a uh, dirty <laughs> dorky 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 yeah. but uh what do you feel about that? Because he is it because he's like he's gorgeous, but did they make him more dorky because of it? They're very uh, self aware. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. In, a, in a way, yeah, because like you can't, you know, have uh, bring in characters from movies that were that were came out in the last twenty years and not pay attention to what the fans had to say. <laughs> That's true. So when when you reintroduce these characters, you do have to, you know. Meet the expectations of some of, of some of some of your fans. You know, if he would have opened up the portal and just like he would have walked out with the photographer and just the hair blow, <laughs> this beautiful, this beautiful man that he is. <laughs> he took off his mask. Like, oh, your hair is great. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, that would have not been well. You know, landed well with the fans. But like yeah. to like make him more relatable. Yeah, which is what I feel like they were trying to do. Yeah, he did. He did uh, even steps up. Like yeah. I can do this, and I, I've been done it before. And yeah. then he just kind of awkwardly stands there. <laughs> they kind of ignore him, and he walks off. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah, yeah. It's like take him down a notch. But, yeah. Yeah, I do like bring him down to our level. <laughs> our level. Welcome, normies. We go normies. Ned's part in that scene. It's the scene where they're all trying to math out everything. Right. Yeah. They're trying to heal all of the villains. Oh, that was. And <laughs> Ned comes in you have and a best friend. Yeah, try to kill me. It's <laughs> very tragic. And he's just like doing math and, and, and fucked with those. And then I I gotta say it's this. I know it's under the Marvel umbrella. I know mm-hmm. it's a Marvel property, but Amy Pascal handling of the these Spider Men or mm-hmm. that movie, it's so much different than what Marvel does proper. Yeah, because it feels like that whole scene was just silent. And there was we already could, we were already projecting what we're feeling with Ned because he stands there, and he looks at Peter, looks at the computer, does a little bit of work, looks at Peter, and then just like <laughs> walks off. And we already know what yeah. he's thinking in his head, right? And it feels like Marvel, especially the twenty years, they mm-hmm. always had to tell us what yeah. was going on, and that's what we didn't like. Yeah. I, up until the ending where he floats down, all you know, <laughs> Grand Wizardy and shit. Yeah, <laughs> I was feeling like that's foreshadowing. Because maybe Ned is going to be Hobgoblin. But then, oh, yeah. But then they were like, no. <laughs> like, no. You're a wizard, Ned. <laughs> <laughs> I have like a whole headcanon that Wong is actually Ned from the future. Really? Yeah, I, whole, I have a whole well, thing. Wasn't Isn't Wong the ones that you don't fuck with time? Exactly. That's what do you think why he doesn't want to mess with time mm, so he yeah because the repercussions yeah <laughs> that's just my head canon, but uh, <laughs> he, he it's like wong is uh ned mm-hmm. and then now he's just it's like merlin where he ages backwards yeah so he's going backwards in his timeline he's like winking he lets strange do what he wants even though he knows well isn't strange better than wong though like i mean apparently 
Well, well, well. We, technically, it was, it was established yes. that Te- yes. Wong was named Sorcerer Supreme because right, because of he <laughs> wasn't there on the technicality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yes, yes. Uh, especially when it comes, the ancient ones said that Strange is going to be the best, the of best them. of them all, the yeah. best of them. But the five year gap didn't. But yeah. but he needs the great one should have known that that was coming. Yeah, that's true. Or did she? But the the next movie, it feels like they're gonna accelerate that. There's gonna be a competition. Yeah. Versus... Well, not just a competition, but he's gonna face incredible odds that you will need to give him something to the title, the title to warrant that, right? Because like he's, he's going co, to the multiverse. And, yeah. The co-sorcerer supreme. The co will be co-supreme. <laughs> Speak of supreme, how about that post-credit scene with Tom Hardy? As oh, Venom. 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 I or like, is it pre? I, is it, pre, it is the middle, right? Is the, uh, the, the mid credit scene. Because right, the post credit scene was the trailer to um, Madness. Madness. Yeah. I like that uh, the Venom is like, instead of going to fuck with everything that's going on in New York, he's like, I'm just going to go to Mexico. Really? So you like that bit? Like, I liked it too. Yeah. But. I liked it. But what was weird is that if everything. That was that didn't belong in this universe. Went back except one little dot of the venom, yeah. the venom symbiote. Wouldn't that thing go as well? Yeah, they need to explain this. Though. Yeah, yeah, because it's even when it comes to how did Tom Hardy's character uh, Brock, Eddie Brock, know Peter? Mm-hmm. But in like in the movie, there's this whole lore where it's uh, they they send it out the venoms out, not the venoms, the symbiotes out, and some of them have multiversal capabilities, but they don't really. Mm-hmm. Explain, explain it right it's just a, a glossing over to fill a, a loophole that'll probably in a loophole a plot hole down the line yeah yeah that little glob just like it's <laughs> left there yeah like a little yeah. booger it's just crawling around. yeah right i would laugh incredibly if they do another film and they show the repercussions of that mm-hmm. and like he just possessed the bartender, the bartender. and he stayed yeah. he didn't even he like, didn't uh, even this is my job this is what i gotta do like this is what like is that a big mutant on, <laughs> on, on the bar tending drinks or something okay so let me ask you this hmm. i haven't seen any of the venom movies but when venom interacts with the tom hardy character we can hear the venom speaking does everybody else hear it or is that just in no that's just it is yeah, that's just a, and then a tidbit. That's actually Tom Hardy doing a voice. Yeah, the whole yeah, that's him talking to himself. Well, we we heard the Bane, the Bane. He could do. He could throw his voice pretty well. Yeah, what's with Tom Hardy doing stuff that he he's just fun, right? He did Bane. Dope, he sounds he sounds all in all like one of the dopest dudes ever. He does. Yeah, I've watched over Christmas. Mm-hmm. We had I we had a Capone. Oh, on. Capone? Yeah, Capone had the film, and yeah. he was Tom Hardy. Yeah. And like, he's really good in that one. Yeah. Yeah, and, I'm, and then I'm like, this is Venom? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we go to, yeah, Bane, right? Bane. He's really, he just plays roles that he feels like he would enjoy, and he seems like he's a really, he's a producer, and he wants to move Venom to a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Which is going to happen. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Like, Venom 2, the Let There Be Carnage made, what, like 200 million or something? Yeah. Um, pandemic money, which is, which is like yeah. three billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I like it. I, I'm. I. That's one of the the one of the rivalries that I've always liked about Spider Man was Spider Man versus Venom. Yeah. And then eventually, when they have to team up. Yeah, against uh, I think Anti Venom or some sort of other symbiote. Um, it was wasn't it Carnage. It was, no, uh, it was a. Uh, oh goodness. Because <laughs> it's, it's it's Venom, Carnage, yeah. and then. 
uh, anti-venom was something else. That yeah. was right. That was a Mister Negative. <laughs> it, it's something related to poison. Yeah, something. Uh, venom. Gosh, it's blanking in my head. But it's yeah, yeah, the, he's yeah. he's more powerful than yeah, both, both of them. them. So they yeah. both have to come together and take him down. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I I, I would like to see maybe a, a crossover. In a sense, because technically, like one movie is a solely a Sony property, and the other movie is a, a both a Marvel and yeah. Sony. Yeah. So I guess you could call it a crossover, a pseudo crossover. So, yeah. I mean, I would like to. I would have to see both Venom movies, even though the the first one did not interest me. Whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they 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 have they have a different look to them. Yeah. Yeah, especially when it comes to motion capture, because. Uh, uh, Andy Serkis. Mm-hmm. Andy Serkis was the director, director right? Yeah. And so he doesn't direct a lot of things. Literally one of the pioneers. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so a lot of that is, you can see that passion when it comes to mo capture and performance capture in that. Mm-hmm. When it comes to narrative-wise, you'll be the judge. You'll watch it. I mean, it's, when movies are come out like that, yeah. where it feels like, what can we do just to hold on to the property? Because yeah. for a while, it they were... They were bantering about like you know well let's not do Spider Man's but we could do more of the like the side villains or yeah. side characters yeah and technically we would still hold on to the property yeah so I kind of feel like when they announce Venom it was just gonna be like what's gonna stick you know yeah. what what can we do to keep on to to hold on to this property yeah and it felt like rushed yeah so I feel like when when movies uh, focus more one thing over another mm. it shows like literally like it could be the most breathtakingly shot CGI is perfect but the narrative is gonna suck you yeah know, something has to suffer I mean Avatar I, I Avatar <laughs> yeah, Avatar yeah, I mean Avatar <laughs> Dances with Wolves in Space I, I Avatar still okay, haven't seen it Avatar oh thank goodness on you I've only seen it once Avatar is cool but Dances with Wolves in Space yeah, <laughs> yeah. so overall impressions um, Spider-Man I would give it like a, a 7 Seven? Yeah, seven out of ten. <laughs> I'm gonna give you like a nine. A nine. A nine. Well, I'm Spider Man yeah. is for me. Yeah. Like Spider Man, it's uh, it's something that got me into comics. Yeah. Right. And it's something that's been a constant throughout all my life. And yeah, it's it, this is probably to me. If you're a Spider Man fan, you'll definitely love this film. Not saying yeah. you're not. I mean, no, no, but without a doubt, even even of a, like a casual movie fan, mm. to seeing the the introduction of characters that came out of movies that came out 10, 20 years ago, it's something to be to be seen because nobody's ever done that before. Yeah, you know, like but again, in the, in a sense that the DC announced that they're going to do that with the Batman's. But then Marvel's like, yeah, let's quick, let's do it. Our, our turn. Like, what movies have we done in the past? Fantastic Four? No, not that. <laughs> even even Flash had a book called mm. Flashpoint, yeah. and that killed me in the theater because that's what the name of it. it's like a subtle hand. We got there first. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's uh, I mean it's fair, but DC got there first with Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. right? Even we. DC and Marvel tried with Captain Marvel that didn't really pan as well, and then mm. Black Widow definitely didn't mm. pan as well. So, but yeah, DC uh, Marvel got there first with the introduction of the multiverse. Yeah, and now it's gonna the repercussions are gonna go down the line. Man, I feel like DC is gonna the the Flashpoint movie is gonna change. Yeah, I hear a lot of rumors about that. That the well, we obviously it is right, uh-huh. but it's gonna be a total reset, a reset of yeah, right. The, even Snyder's is. Yeah, unfortunately, because yeah. even though the Snyderverse really didn't make sense, it wasn't all that great. <laughs> but 
to see where he was going. Yeah. I would have loved to see that completion, especially after seeing the six hours of the Justice League. Right, yeah, and, and less studio interference. I less feel studio like interference, yeah. Zack Snyder give credit when credit is due, and he does a great job doing those sequences. Yeah, right? like the one cinematic action sequences. Exactly, beautiful. exactly. The film with Justice League with Superman, mm-hmm. my most... Even, I like... Before the cut, because they used the the audio music from the yeah. Superman theme, and it's all twisted and distorted, and like. But eh. did you not like the black suit? Superman? Yeah, I did. I did. I hate it. <laughs> I, hate it. I did like it. Yeah, I, I love, but it always I love it, but it reminds me of that they showed Superman. Yeah, right? it's just like a give or take. Like, oh, I love. Oh, which is sad because like there, it's like in this no realm right now. Yeah. Superman. It's like what 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 are we gonna do with this? And I feel like the flagship character of DC, Warner Brothers, should be Superman. Yeah. Like, they're kind of focusing a lot on Batman, which, you know, I'm, well, not, I'm not arguing with because yeah. <laughs> the, the, the new Batman trailer looks insane. Whoa, it yeah. looks so fucking good. Yes. But the, the really, the flagship character should be Superman. Yeah. Um, yeah, at least one of them. I mean, the Holy Trinity... I love to see them on screen. Too bad we're never ever gonna see them on screen, or at least anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love Henry Cavill as well. Mm-hmm. Henry Cavill. This is one of the characters that he would, he loves doing. It's one of his on his top list of acting. And he's he nerd friendly. Yeah, and he's nerd friendly. I love him. He's super swole. And he's <laughs> super nerd friendly. Like every game he plays, he wants to be a role in. Yeah, I am. Um, a few years ago, they were about, they were throwing about um, uh, Man of Steel two, directed by George Miller. Oh yeah, which would have been crazy. Yeah, it would. Super good, but that never happened because they they focused more on, you know, fucking with Zack Snyder's vision right. rather than you know flushing out the characters more, giving them more screen time. Yeah, it's so WB then, mm-hmm. and they also worked on another film that you like, The Matrix Resurrection. Oh, <laughs> oh dear God. <laughs> All right, so so general impressions, Matrix Resurrections. Just to give it a little take, it's a sequel to Revelations. Resurrection. Resurrections. No, no Revelation. Because it's Reloaded. Reloaded. Revelations. Resurrections. Resurrections okay, right. Yeah. So it's it's uh, the fourth iteration of the Matrix saga, I suppose. Yeah. And it follows, of course, Neo, which is Keanu Reeves, and uh, or Trinity as well. Carry on, Moss. Carry yeah. on, Moss. Thank you. So I carry on, Moss, and it's uh, after it. After about sixty years, about sixty years yeah. in the film, it's sixty years after the events of Revelations. Yeah. So. Okay, so let me pre- preface this by saying, I, I saw, I rewatched in anticipation of the ma- the fourth Matrix. I rewatched the original Matrix. Mm-hmm. As you can see here in my in my living room, nice. I have a, a, a lovely fifty five inch TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching it on HBO Max, four K resolution. <laughs> the CGI does not hold up <laughs> from a movie that came out twenty three years ago. Right. Now at this point, I would have much preferred them to remaster rather than upres. Mm, yeah, because you could tell. Yeah, you, you could, straight. Up you can tell. see the wires yeah. and stuff like we that. You could see the green screen. You could see the. It's terrible. I even had to go. I, I we ended up finished watching it in in my room, which uh, is a smaller TV. Uh, so just <laughs> just to be able to be like, just bring out the tube TV, man. Yeah, and just bring it out, bring out the VHS version. You know, yeah. hook it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I I forgot how, like the the first Matrix is dope. Is yeah. it's it's. Uh, I don't want to say it's a perfect movie because it's not. No. But it's dope because it establishes a universe, essentially. Yeah. Establishes a character, establishes a, 
uh, a mythos of mm-hmm. what if we were in a simulation. Right, right. And it was very trailblazing at the time. At the time, yeah. very, very. But I don't, I, I forgot how badly paced it was. <laughs> <laughs> in what way? It, all right, so it starts off when uh, Neo, when he first gets, uh, exits the Matrix, mm-hmm. and then he's like, I don't think I'm the one. I don't think I'm the one. And then like 10 minutes later, I'm the one. I'm the one. Yeah, I could do this. <laughs> <laughs> is that after he gets uh, whooped on by Morpheus? Yeah, right. After right. he gets whooped, right. his, after he gets his ass. What is he by doing? Mortars. He's starting to believe. Or something <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before. And then, um, so he gets he gets um, whooped on by Morpheus, and then they go see the Oracle, and then Morpheus gets captured, and all of this is, happens within like ten minutes of yeah. the movie, you yeah. know, and then. W- and in the movie time, it's like the same day. It's like an hour later. Right. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, they drive and yeah. like, yeah, eat a cookie. And so they, they escape the Matrix. Morpheus is trapped. And so they decide to go in after him. But it's, just, it's established at the beginning of the movie that any of the people who have escaped the Matrix and go back into the Matrix and encounter an agent have oh. never survived. Uh-huh. But he's like, I'm going to do it. I'll go get him. I believe. And then like all of a sudden, he just starts fucking people up like, like non-stop uh-huh. and they're like what really i thought there was more i thought there was like more of a learning curve <laughs> <laughs> right because is, is that the one where uh, he like busts through the wall mm-hmm. and then all these people come out and they start oh no eating? that's the second or is that the second one? that's the second one, oh, that's the, second one? Okay. The, the first one is where he, the elevator like he goes into the lobby and then oh it's just people like we need weapons running on the wall right flipping in the m16s and um, so that happens, and then he fights Agent Smith and uh-huh. kicks his ass. Yeah. And after seeing one of the agents like do the whole dodge, bullet dodge move and thing, and then all of a sudden he could replicate it, uh-huh. which is like, I feel like there should be more learning than you know right. practice. You know, right. like they he couldn't even make the jump on the first try, <laughs> right. but all of a sudden he's trying to believe Joel. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> like the pacing, the the pacing didn't make sense, and the movie's long. It's like two and a half hours. For, it really is. For 1999, that's like an eternity. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, it's like whatever. But yeah. back in that, back in those days, for those of you who don't remember, <laughs> <laughs> it was an eternity. So when, after seeing the first one, I was like, I don't really know if I want to watch the next one now. Uh-huh. So I was set to watch it on Christmas Day. I didn't end up watching it until after the New Year. Right. Because I was like, yeah, I was like, fuck. All right. But I watched the, I watched it in after the new year and I was like I don't think they should have made this movie mm-hmm. what did you think for Resurrections yeah okay, I thought you were still talking about no, the second no, no. and the third one no no I didn't watch the second oh the you didn't watch the second and third one I didn't rewatch one. them oh no, okay because I knew that no yeah uh, <laughs> I, I tried to do the same thing yeah. <laughs> I tried to do the, so I yeah I watched the first one I think I got about halfway through and I stopped and I got distracted by something else yeah and uh this movie Resurrections. Resurrections is very hard to swallow at the beginning for me. Yeah. Right. A lot of it is very, it's very meta. I mm-hmm. don't know if that went down yeah, well like, for you too. Our parent, our parent company, Warner Brothers, doesn't yeah. like that we're working on this that game. Was so weird. I was like, wait, what? And then, yeah, it's it, this film's very meta. At the, at the beginning of the film, it, it's a video game company, right? Mm-hmm. And then you see inklings of, oh, why is there a program? And it's the first Matrix. It's called The Matrix. Right, it's so The Matrix, right? And it's the yeah. game. Neo and, and Trinity, they're all characters in this video game. In the video game, right? It's, ve- it's very meta and, uh, dare I say, pretentious because it's very... It's very like, like, smoke up its own ass. Right, right. It's very, especially towards the beginning where it tries to set things up. But 
when it comes further down the line, when it starts going, then it starts going. But it's a shame that it took. About, yeah, I could see. It I goes could like see. it's zero to sixty. When it hits sixty, it hits a wall. Yeah, <laughs> it runs into a tree. True. <laughs> yeah, it's it's such it's such a weird place because I do. I was when I watch the Matrix, I do like the messaging of it. Yeah, like, very much. Like so. the the theory of being stuck in a machine. And there's a reason why um, our mentor in in college, you know, used that as as practically a perfect script movie yeah, as yeah. a representation. Yeah, because. Pretty much, really is. Yeah. Um, but looking at it now, I'm like, is it really okay? <laughs> yeah, it, it's good from his point of view, right? Yeah. From, from our point of view, we we have a certain rhythm to it, and mm-hmm. granted, it's different, but the rhythm's there. Yeah. And yeah, this movie takes the rhythm and throws it out the window. Exactly. Because it's too. It's it's again. It's I. I want to say it's it does blow smoke up its bum, but. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm make you break that. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> I'm gonna put that promise to the test. <laughs> right, but when it gets done with all that, that setting up, it does go to sixty and then hit the wall at the end of yeah, the movie. <laughs> it just smashes into a tree. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what do you think of the first beginning bits? The meta commentary, to be exact. Um, I liked to some extent where they they had to essentially rewire um, Neo. Mm-hmm. And then set him into a world that what would imagine to be um, comfortable for him. And then even in the first one, when um, Agent Smith is breaking down the creation of the Matrix to Mr. Anderson, mm-hmm. he says, we made a perfect Matrix where nobody had any issues and then you know, nobody right. got fat, and nothing, but then the, the people rebelled. Right. So we had to make some with some actual conflict. Yeah. And I feel like that the the relaunch of the Matrix, where he was back in it, was more of like the perfect Matrix. It's, it's this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ours, right? Yeah. It's our life, right? Yeah, it's, it's like the, the like a, a variation of the perfect uh, Matrix that they first created. Yeah, that's true. Which kind of like always made him be like, wait, really? This? I don't. I'm not sure if this is real or what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Um. So that was that was interesting. I don't like that they recast all the main characters except the, the like the two, the two main ones. <laughs> the two main ones. <laughs> yeah, so they they established that Mr. The, the Agent Smith was the um, the CEO of the the the, <laughs> the game the uh, game Deus company. Ex. Yeah, De, not, Deus? Not Deus Machina. Like, Deus Ex. Yeah, I think it's some, something. Yeah. Some variation. Yeah. Of that. Yeah. And they were working together. Yeah, Mr. With... Anderson. <laughs> I, I love that. Scene. I don't. I see. I don't know. It, it's it's like it's a film for the people who watched the first Matrix, right? Mm-hmm. There's like nods to it and stuff like that, but it it's so it finds it's so hard for it to find its footing. Yeah, it's too set on making its its uh, its message, but rather it should be something that you have the message and then you work from there, rather yeah. than having the whole half of the film. Yeah, and I feel like you know the Matrix was such a revolutionary such an influential and such an important movie at the time where everything that came after it just pales in comparison. Yeah. And unfortunately, so this one falls more in line to the other two rather than the first one. Yeah. Which is when they first announced it, we were like, it, I, what do you think? Is it going to be good or more in line of the other two? And we're like, probably it's going to be more in line with the other two. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's what happened, yeah. at least for me. Yeah. I don't feel like there was anything very... Um, groundbreaking per se like story wise 
Yeah, even the fight scenes. No. I mean, the fight scenes, uh, I'm very picky when it comes to fight scenes, and Matrix did have nice fight. But see, then again, the whole point of the film is pointed at us, mm-hmm. right? Seeing this film as something that is more tangible, more logic-filled. But in the one who created it, it's everything but. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a duality to it because it, the stuff that we argue now is exactly what the film tries to tell us that oh, the Matrix is not about just kung fu scenes and gunfights. Well, n- no, but it should be about a story that makes sense. Yeah. yeah that, that, that exactly. <laughs> it, it's it's when it comes down to it, the Matrix Resurrections. It's it's so caught up on a lot of good ideas that yeah. doesn't make its own path towards them yeah it's like a series of good ideas rather than just yeah, it's one. like a cluster yeah <laughs> rather than just one cohesive good yeah. idea yeah, you know, it's, there, yeah there's aspects of like the the incorporation of the the machines working with the humans yeah i like that i like that the wrote the civil war the civil right? war i love that scene because it's like for the first time we've seen machines versus machines yeah and it seems that the machines are more like us because that's the resources are scarce i mean we've gone to war for resources before right yeah but then it also makes you think like if the world is so polluted that they needed to make human batteries to be able to the so the ai or the machines could keep going don't you think at some point once all humanity's enslaved they'd be able to clean up yeah that's what i was (laughs) that's what i was thinking like maybe you guys should you know work together to clean the atmosphere yeah or something like that right because we did that apparently but yeah um yeah. It was it was fucked up seeing the the him go through the oh the, the, the tube the, the tube the purpose burning. again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like damn. Yeah, the oh. first one was really disgusting. It, it was, was like it's all popping off and now he has doubled the amount of uh, hooks on him. Yeah, and I like that they um in the first one when he gets birth essentially he he they 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 detect that it's he's alive and that he slides down essentially to die. Yeah. But now this one it's like a meat grinder. Right. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a meat grinder and then it, it follows to make sure the he's dead. Yeah. And <laughs> to follow the the same scene comes in with the the same shots from the first. What one. did you think about the the new Morpheus? Uh, I I I'm, I can go with or without. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really like Morpheus. Yeah, sure, he was a big part of this, the whole trilogy, but he did, He felt more like a Obi-Wan kind of thing, right? Yeah, the Force Ghost. Yeah, Force Ghost, I'll guide you towards it, and literally, he's a ghost. I mean, he's, yeah. he's, he's a combination of Smith's relationship with Morpheus, mm-hmm. and he's that... Having said, he and the actor, he was also... Was it Black Manta? Black Manta. <laughs> Black Manta. Yeah. I love him, and I do like uh, his... Well, I like him, but I like how he just has fun with it. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of feel like if you go to the to the extent of most of his character being like a CGI, like that, that the thing where yeah, you put mar- the... A bunch of marbles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that right. Thing where you, it's like, it's all CGI. It's just, why not use Larry Frischborn? Yeah, I I don't know the reason. They even do a little thing like he's dead. Yeah. Like it's been like 60 years. So, okay, but... But he's a, he's a, a program, essentially. Right, yeah. His so spirit what, lived on in a, as a program. Yeah, so what did you think... Or his consciousness. His consciousness, right. His consciousness lived on as a program. So what did you think that the consciousness would um, reflect or be an image of what he actually looked like? Yeah. I, Especially since Neo was the one who programmed him. Right. I don't, <laughs> even in a video game. I mean, even in a program, you can bring... Yeah. back so why not yeah and that's that i don't know why it, it didn't make sense maybe like, it's because of the game because the game they kill him off but 
Yeah, it's, it's just it doesn't make sense. Yeah, like why? Like don't get me wrong, I like the actor. The actor's he's a good actor. Yeah, but it just didn't make sense. So like, why would you establish that he this character essentially doesn't exist? So whatever manif- whatever whenever he's on screen, he's just a manifestation of pa- of past consciousness. Yeah. Then just fucking you use Larry Fishburne. Right, <laughs> I could easily see a scene like, oh, maybe you recognize me in my other form. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's exactly. right, and, then, and then go back. You know? and then, yeah, back and forth. That yeah. would have been better than just focusing on, on making him that. Like, yeah. That, that <laughs> just kind of a fun character. Yeah. He doesn't really care because, you know, he's I've been living here. Just t- check out the hood. Not the hood. <laughs> what is it? The the place well because he's like he has a bar he has yeah. a couch and he's just doing research <laughs> so he's just he's just chilling in there so. yeah um what do you think of the fight scene between morpheus and neo between morpheus morpheus oh the norse and neo i thought yeah. that was weird it was it was it like was, why is he in a kimono yeah why is he beat he's <laughs> 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 all sexy yeah. <laughs> oh that's why they had him no it was like no this is like um, it was supposed to be the from the first one. It was supposed to be like a mirror of the first one, like right. the same the same um, propellant mm-hmm. to like uh, propel Neo to like convince him that he's the one. Right. The same thing was supposed. The same outcome was supposed to be it from that fight scene. Yeah, but it was just like he's wearing a kimono. If Neo <laughs> is already knows all this stuff, he could just grab onto one of the loose ends of it and just choke him out. You know? <laughs> <Just> <laughs> right. Yeah, they don't. They don't explain a lot of that stuff. No. I, they're too. They're convinced, not convinced, but the whole narrative surrounds narrative is uh, Neo and Trinity. I said that twice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's a love story, right? Yeah. And a lot of that stuff is to cater towards that love story, and I. It's a shame that they don't explain a lot of that stuff. Again, it's it's too caught up in all these themes and tones, especially during, towards the end. It became a zombie film. Yeah. Weirdly enough, yeah, <laughs> it became a heist. And then the zombie, zombie film, film, right? Which is like, uh, I mean, it's what? Yeah, I mean, if you're a human and a bunch of people are just throwing themselves out the window, how do you explain that the next day? Yeah, how do you like, they just get up and just walk back into like right. like that scene where like the guy is cuddling with his girl and then he just like you see that the, his eyes go green, he just jumps out the window. Like, how do you come back from that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Right? How do you, let's do a global reset. Like, you know, <laughs> what do you think of uh, Neil Patrick Harris? I love him. Really? Yeah, I like. Okay, the the character in the he's the, the he's the architect. The architect or yeah. the analyst. Sorry, the analyst. The analyst. Yeah, the architect. architect. Well, the architect was the guy with the tie. You know, he hated humans. Mm-hmm. But this one, he analyzed what we liked and then built a world on what we would be more satiated with like social media and stuff like that that scene where um neo goes to find trinity and she's working at the machine shop and mm. he shows up yeah and then it slows on time and you can see the bullet just slowly slowly inching towards, inching her. towards her yeah he stops it so like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do that or something i i have mixed feelings about that on once on one hand it's an awesome scene mm-hmm. on the other hand it's it subverts because neo's greatest weapon was bullet time so now it's, right now Bats. it's right, back, right? he moves fast right? like two words bullet yeah. time right? so he does yeah I love that character I like him I like Neil Patrick Harris just because he has this certain charisma with each stuff that he brings in but I'm not a fan of Neil you don't Patrick like him no. yeah. yeah is he like is he like a Will Ferrell kind of you don't like no, him no it's just of... like he I remember I was um Listening to Kevin Smith talk about Neil Patrick Harrison, that he was talking shit about uh, Jay because he was um, 
Jay Muse had a, a pretty serious drug problem. Mm-hmm. And he was just talking about it. Like, he's not an actor. He's just the, oh, the junkie. Oh, goodness. Who, for real. Yeah. So I'm like, like, dude, I understand, like, you you feel like, yeah, you're a serious Why'd you actor. tell me this? <laughs> why did you tell me? Well, you asked me why. <laughs> no, like, that's I, true. I, I understand, like, you're, yeah. you're an actor and you take your craft seriously. But you yeah. have to understand that some people have, have demons, issues. Have right, issues. Have demons. And, yeah, have their better, demons yeah. that they can't. That they can't, they they struggle to overcome. And like I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying like, oh, he's not a good actor or anything like that. Because right. he is a good actor. He's a really good actor. I just personality wise, it's just something that, that that irked me from then on out. I kind of like see him through. Uh, a right. Tainted, and I, yeah, yeah, that's that's visions. fair. I've even with Jared Leto. Yeah. Like, I like Jared Leto. I hate that the fact that he was uh, basically he in the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Right. He had a role, but they just shelved him. Yeah. Right. But. As a person, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's mm. fair. So that's, it's yeah. not like it's not like I, I don't like them for for no reason at all. Yeah, I, I there's a, a reason, a valid why, reason. A I valid mean, reason. why why would you yeah. even? Yeah, like, like, we want people to like you. Yeah. You're an actor. You're a person that has this certain reputation to uphold, and mm-hmm. to be someone who would criticize because they have demons is mm-hmm. it's it's, the, it's a notch down. Yeah, it didn't it didn't sit well with me. Yeah, so that's fair. I can definitely yeah. see that. But other than that, I liked him in the role. Yeah. I liked him where he was like just the cynical, like probably Fitzland. Now it looks like it, it fits his personality. Very, very analy- analytic yeah. character that he that he played. Gets his jaw snapped off. Yeah. At the, at the end, <laughs> at like, the end. <laughs> like ow. Yeah, it's a good. <laughs> Speak of it, the violence in this is very, it's very not nice, but it's it's not romanticized, which no. I did like. When did there was the scene where they were jumping off the buildings. You could almost imagine it being gore, but it's not. It's it's code, mm-hmm. right? And when it comes to the end, where he gets his jaw snapped off, it's like it's show. They show it. They show his yeah. tongue sticking He's out, like, out, and then he, he puts it back up, and then he, she breaks her neck. Yeah, breaks it, snaps her like a slits his throat. Yes, yeah, slits his throat. Does all these things. So the ending. What do you think about Trinity being elevated to Neo status? I don't mind. You don't? I don't mind. I could see people why it would be wrong because you know. It was established that there's only one. Right. He's the one, not the yeah. two. Yeah, not the one, not the two, right? Yeah, but this this film, especially when it comes with the title Resurrection, it's it's taking the status quo of the films and then adding, like, oh, now they're more of a one yeah. together. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah, I, it was weird. It was weird, though, when they jumped. Like, what if nothing happened? <laughs> what if they just <laughs> fell to their death? So that was, and then her kind of just hanging there was also weird because mm-hmm. it, it felt like it took away from the immersion because you can imagine her, her being on the harness already. Yeah. Right, but... What did you think about the whole... They, they He needed to be taking blue pills constantly. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean... To, but in the first one, it wasn't really, like, established. It was... A, yeah. The, the choice was one or the other. He exactly. chose the red pill. Yeah. But the blue pill was... Like, it made it seem like if you... The blue pill, same as business. Business as usual. Yeah. And this one, he needed to keep on taking it and taking it and taking it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's so it seems as though yeah, we didn't see the what the repercussion of the blue pill is. Mm-hmm. I mean we still don't. It feels like there's some sort of of uh, not nausea but whimsy feeling that you don't like time is passing as slowly as it is. Yeah. When it comes with the blue pill. But yeah, I, I didn't I didn't mind it too much. I did mind that he just kinda goes one eighty. It's like, oh okay, I'll go with you. <laughs> like it just when uh when bugs where he was mm. about to jump, like, looks easy enough, you know? Yeah. And then he I would have loved to see him, just, just seen him, like, try to jump. <laughs> I was like, he's going to jump. 
Yeah, and then the whole joke where he can fly. Can you fly? And like, he tries to do it. Like, nah, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, like, it, got, it was like the super heroic moment, and everybody's sitting there, and he goes like, Ugh. "Yeah, it's not happening." <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a weird narrative beat to me because okay, really humor in the middle of this like we're all gonna die sort of thing. Yeah. But it's it's I guess it goes with the movie. It's, it's yeah, because it's self-aware. Yeah, it's very, very self-aware. It's very mishmash. Yeah, what do you think of like of the um, with the city with uh, Jada Pinkett Smith? Oh, the the new Io 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 yeah yeah Ion. it's. I would like to see how they did it. <laughs> yeah, like how they are able to hide better. Whatever that means. Oh yeah, they use the like three D. Like instead of using uh, being afraid of technology, they were using it to their advantage. Right. Yeah, I like the message. Right. Yeah. Like it's not about us versus them anymore. It's more us with them. Yeah. Sort of thing, and you're. It's never delved upon ever again. It's <laughs> no. never, yeah. It's it's something like oh, that's a cool narrative point. Let's move on. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like Jada Pinkett Smith. Just she's terrible. Really. Yeah, she's <laughs> annoying. I don't like her. Yeah, I, I was that her. Yeah, it was her. Like, like made old and stuff yeah, like that. Just, really? Yeah. Huh. Which she was in the third one, I want to say. Yeah, he was no Amy or yeah, something. No, no, some, yeah, yeah. some bitch. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so for um, the film, what would you? Um, like a four. A four. Yeah. 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 Five. Yeah. Six, if I'm being generous. Hmm. I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think five is a too generous. So. Yeah, I mean, it's the commentary I do like. Yeah. Uh, there's this, when well, it comes to films, there is this issue of their message, and this one felt more like a documentary. Documentary? A do- documentary. A documentary. Wow, pretty <laughs> weird inflection. <laughs> Sorry, docu- documentary, right? It documentary. felt like more like a documentary to it. Well, yeah, I mean, you look at back the first one, and... Um, you try to remember how the world was back, you know, 23 years ago when the first one came out, and it was still like a social commentary. Yeah. And then, especially seeing how the world and technology progressed from then on out, it still remained, still, and it still does remain very relevant yeah. story wise. And then this one, it does have some social commentary on it of like what we're doing with technology and yeah, how where we are, where we are, and all that right, stuff. Right. But at the same time, it's like, it. To, you need to do something to propel the story forward. Right. There's not, no structure. There, not not well, whatsoever. Not whatsoever. <laughs> Even pacing. I mean, pacing, it's just, there's a whole scene with White Rabbit, and you're like, what movie am I watching? Like, yeah. I have to get, is this the time where I start Ooh, popping? Did you see the teaser for uh, John Wick? Oh, for uh, the, what? yeah. Did you did. see the yeah. White Rabbit? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. A lot of, that's really nice. I hate that it was pushed back. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, with Resurrection, there is a social commentary to it, but... It's so overwhelmingly thick that the narrative and the structure fail at it. Yeah, it just or, falls apart. Yeah, it falls apart. And it's it's a shame because it does have a lot of things to say, especially when it comes to reboots, remakes, and fan service, or what fans expect with films. Yeah. Right? There's some sort of ownage when it comes to films, even though they have no creative say whatsoever. Just because they bought into it means that there's some sort of possession behind it. Yeah. And it would be nice if they delved into it, that fit towards a cohesive <laughs> structure, but no, it's it's wish washy, yeah. timey wimey. I have a friend who like really loves the first one, and I've been meaning to ask him is if he's seen it or not. Yeah, the the, the new one. Um, I feel I, like he will like it because yeah. I've I've ha- I watched it with a friend who did like who likes the first one, second one, third one, not just Wait, because he likes of, the second and the third one. Yeah, they well, yeah. Yeah, they liked all of them. That sketch on its own. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he they really liked this one, 
and I want to pick their brain too. So that's it. Just seems it, <laughs> like it just seems like the when the first Matrix comes out, it captured a moment in time. Yeah. But now, when this one, if it tried to do the same, it just didn't work. Yeah. You know, it's it's like, yeah, there's social commentary on it, and it, that reflects on what we are today. But it just, I don't feel like it, it anybody's paying attention enough to be able to, to, to capture it no. like it did back in the day. Yeah, it's, it's like Star Wars. Right? Yeah. Star Wars, during its time, was revolutionary and was pinnacle. But now, in our era, there's so many sci-fi, space opera variations. Can you really elevate that narrative from 1977 to something that is more contemporary feeling without it being too fan service-y? I don't, I don't see, like, that's a, the problem with wanting to, to reboot or redo a movie, you know, 20 years later. Like, are you trying to capture the magic you that happened the first time around. Yeah. And more often than not, it fails. Yeah, because they're trying to capture the yeah, magic. Instead of, instead of focusing on, you know, it being its own thing, yeah. rather than, like, yeah, I get it, it's a fourth movie. And you could be, still be its own thing and be part of a... Quality? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could still do that. But if you're trying to, to emulate... Because essentially, it was for, like, the first hour and a half of that movie, it was essentially beat by beat for, from the first one. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, yeah. Yeah, that's, like, it's why Creed. Yeah. yeah. I know Creed is something that I always constantly bring up nowadays, but Creed is that sort of film that it does honor where it came from, but also paves its own path in exactly. terms of a narrative. Exactly. I mean, Rocky's is a present part in that. And he's also one of the major plot points. He gets cancer, mm-hmm. right? And now that contributes, rather than it hijacking the narrative, it contributes through Creed's training regimen. Right? Yeah. His focus on family and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. This is his uncle. Right. It's mm-hmm. so weird seeing uh, Creed's like, "Hey, uncle." And then it's true. <laughs> right. Rocky is the uncle figure in his family, despite not being from blood. Yeah. Right. So it that going forward in these legacy films definitely has to establish that repertoire where it comes to honoring the past, but also making its own thing. Exactly. Right. Do you think it would have done a better job of doing that in like casting everything? Top to bottom, Neo Trinity, like leaving that in the past and focusing in like on like um, Bunny. Yeah, yeah, Bunny. Yeah, Bugs. Yeah, yeah, like focusing on that rather than you know bringing in Neo, bringing in Trinity, bringing in Morpheus to some to that to that extent, and being like, all right, you know, we're still living in in this pseudo war, but now we have the help of some technology. Yeah, I would definitely see them finding Neo as the midpoint. Mm-hmm. Right, I know we don't have technical terms, but the middle of the film that it's that switches the narrative to overdrive because now you have the one. Yeah. Right. So I I could definitely see, and, and I love that you brought up because it does sound like this film has a lot of editing issues. I mean, mm-hmm. it would if they followed bugs from the beginning and just continued that towards that point, then it would be way more cohesive with jumping back and forth. Yeah. And stuff like that, but. It is what it is. Um, all right, so now let's let's talk a little bit about the Wachowskis. Wachowskis. Do you think they are obviously they're they're good and great directors mm-hmm. in their own right because like they've done movies that have. But do you think that they sh- they are focusing too much on what once was rather on trying to focus establish on something that where they could go? Yeah, yeah. Especially when it comes to resurrections, mm-hmm. it feels like it's a battle cry for her. 
Right. Yeah. It's something that is so personal. Because now it's only one of them did it. Right. right? Only one of them. It was not, a, not the mm, siblings. Yeah. The, so yeah, it's after I think their their death of their parents, or, or I think a loved one died, and then she was like, "I'm going to make this film." Yeah. But yeah, it it feels very meta in that sense because mm-hmm. it's like that she's talking to us you know this is my show i don't care anymore this is on my movie i'll do it as i want mm-hmm. right it's very comfortable but again it's something that it's muddled within it's a movie right yeah. if you want to have that sort of dialogue have that dialogue without making it through a narrative right there's a structure to it yeah but you don't have to abide by it but there you have to take the narrative beats with it yeah. <laughs> so, like, let's let's compare a little bit with um, V for Vendetta, mm-hmm. which is another movie that they did. Mm-hmm. Which, it, if did you they? didn't know that, you no, know, I did not know that. So, you look at V for Vendetta, the mm-hmm. the you know famous uh, fuck uh, comic, no oh. graphic novel, graphic but novel, um, graphic novel. Alan Moore, I think, was the one who did it. Yeah, right, Alan, Alan Moore, yeah, yeah. The, the wizard. <laughs> He's yeah, very wizard. angry. He's an angry wizard. <laughs> He wrote in, in a pinnacle of of uh, social commentary in V for Vendetta, and I feel like the Wachowskis did an amazing job translating that to, to, to film. Mm. So you look at V for Vendetta, it knows exactly what it is. Yeah. But The Matrix, I feel like it it kind of lost its way around, you know, hour three of movie two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because it skates the line of narrative cohesion, mm-hmm. but also skates the line of a property being so close to their hearts yeah and like this is what they think it's it's similar to uh is a robert ebert uh yeah. he he's a famous of course he's a famous critic yeah. right uh, they gave him i think well, i don't know if today's generation know who robert right. ebert is well he's a famous critic back was. in our day he was a famous <laughs> is he still critic. Alive or no. are they both dead i believe so yeah cisco and ebert cisco and ebert yeah i believe Damn. so yeah so he's a famous a critic he's very he's a a trailblazer in the art of reviewing. Mm. But I, I think it's him, but they gave him an opportunity to make his own movie. Yeah, oh yeah. Right, and, and then they sucked. made his own, and it sucked. <laughs> because the, to him, that's what a, a good, movie, a perfect yeah, movie yeah. is. So it's the same when it comes to The Matrix. Uh, Resurrections, and by and large, 2 and 3, was their vision mm-hmm. of what it was. I mean, give or take, it's good on them because they stayed with what they believed in. Right, without any, we've seen in in media, especially now, there's a lot of studio interference, especially when it came with Snyder's verse. Yeah. So what if Snyder had complete control? And The Matrix, for the most part, feels as though they have they have complete control. All right, but now let me ask you this: Would it have been the the same three movies that came out after The Matrix if the first one didn't have the success it did have? No. I mean, given what they have the money, yeah. <laughs> would they get the go-ahead from WB to be able to do that? I mean, even the second one yeah. came out, they still pushed for a third one, even though the second one was... Everybody was like, why? Yeah, right, yeah. It's <laughs> something that's weird because it's, it's maybe it's granted, I haven't met them before, but maybe it's granted on their pitching or maybe it's granted on how much money they know they're Maybe just make. the clout. Yeah. That they have. Like, you yeah. make one good movie and then you're basically set Hollywood I mean, for life. Michael Bay. The, the, <laughs> I mean, Michael Bay. The, you're you're going to take the Transformers lore through the ringer, but yeah. you're going to make money out of it. Yeah, you're going to ring the shit. Yeah, so you made like Space. nine films. They don't make sense anymore. But, they but yet make... you still watch them. <laughs> yeah, I do. So with... You just had to bring up Transformers. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Rewind it back. Anyway. So that's our review for 
The Matrix, Resurrections, Spider-Man Far From Home, and Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Season 1. Season 1. We went now. almost two hours. Two hours, yeah. Or an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> so welcome. Thank you for coming and listening. This is Hot Take, a subsidiary of Justice... Oh, Subsidi- Pop Salsa. Pop Salsa, wow. I've been your host, Ernesto, and I've been accompanied by my best friend in the world. Whoa, best friend. Wow. <laughs> Redemption. Whoa. My co-host. Joel. Joel. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week on Pop Salsa. Pop Salsa on Monday. See you. Next Monday. Yeah, we'll see you Monday. Our show, this show should be up by then. Yeah. But we'll see you next Monday. Happy New Year. Take care. Be safe. And uh, we'll yeah. see you again. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. For show updates, follow us on Substack and Twitter. Links are in the description. You can find new episodes weekly on whichever podcast platform you swore allegiance to.